mean, I, I get a lot of good ideas from down here. Our, our pulpit here come off the one. Of course, ours is prettier than that. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, we've been looking forward to to uh, for a little while, but this revival meeting gets started. And now's the time for Brother Jeff to come give to us what God's laid on his heart. Brother Jeff, come preach to us, brother. good to be with you again. Uh, I look forward to coming and, and to preach and things. And before long, I'll have to have Don down. And I want you to know something, what he did. Did I, tell you what you, did I tell you what he did? He preached an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half. It's a record. I had to put it in the books and everything. No, but it was the most honest service I've ever been in. They, they, the people were so tuned in to the preaching, the Holy Spirit was working, and nobody cared. If I'd have been an hour, an hour and a half, they'd have broken plumb out of the brain crawl. <laughs> but nobody, nobody said a single word about it. And I think that's when the Holy Spirit is moving, and nobody cares how long you're there. And and I hope the Lord would bless us the same way in that. So I pray the Lord would bless you. What I'm going to do uh, this week, every night, what I'm what I'm going to do is give you uh, who we are in Christ, who we are in Christ, and I'm going to give you five uh, statements about that. Number one, uh, we are washed. Number one, we are washed. Number two, uh, we are justified. Number three, we are sanctified. Number four, we are adopted. And then number five, we are called. So every night I want to give you five. So you can write them down and you'll know what we'll be doing all week, all week long. Okay? So we'll go ahead and start in on the first one. And who we are in Christ. This will be who we are in Christ part, part one. Number one says we are washed. And here in the book of Revelations, if you want to turn to it, you can. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. Uh, we've been washed, haven't we? I hope you have. I hope everybody in the congregation tonight has trusted the Lord Jesus as, as their Savior. And if not, oh, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to open a revival up with someone trusting Christ as Savior? That would be a wonderful thing. I really, truly think. Now in Revelation 1 and verse 5 it says, And from Jesus, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, unto the prince of the kings, there every bit of that will preach, but I'm, I have to pass it by because of what we're going to be doing. Unto him that loved us. Now beloved, I don't know why he loved me. Do you? I wish I could explain to you why he loved Jeff Arthur because I don't deserve a bit of the love that he bestowed upon me. But he loved me anyway. He loved me since before the world ever began. He set his affection and love on an old sinner like me. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That's what he did for me and that's what he did for you if you trusted the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. That's what he did for you. 
okay? Unto him that loved us, and he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amen. Isn't that a glorious thing? Amen. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he's the only one that could do it. There was nobody else that could do it. Amen. Only he could walk only he can wash you right. from your sins. There's no other religion in this world that can wash you away from your sin. The only way you can be washed from your sin is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And He's the only one that can wash you clean and give you everlasting life. He's the only one that can. Nowhere else can you get this other than Jesus. Isn't it a wonderful thing to be washed? Aren't you thankful tonight that you've been washed? You know, if you haven't been washed, then you're still in your sin. The most important thing in the world for anybody that's never trusted Christ as Savior, the most important thing is that you be washed. That's what you want more than anything else. I pray tonight that uh, everybody here has been washed. Everybody here that has trusted Christ as your Savior, I pray that that's true of everybody that's here. I think one of the problems that I've seen many times is people put things off. I think people put put things off. And what's going to happen with many people, they're going to keep on putting it off and putting it off until eventually they die without Jesus. One of the hardest things I do, I do, like I said, I do a lot of funerals. I do a lot of funerals. And brother, what makes the difference whenever someone passes is whether or not they trusted Christ as Savior. And and I'll go to the I'll go to the family. You know, a lot of times I don't even know who they are. I just I just go in and love them. I just go in and love them. I'll go in and I'll, I'll tell them about the gospel and I'll tell them about Jesus and and then I'll say, did uh, did your loved one know Jesus? Did your loved one know? Jesus. Isn't that what the most important thing is? Whether or not they knew Jesus. What makes a difference on that time or that day? When someone passes, the only difference that is made there is whether or not they knew Christ and trusted Christ. I tell you what, that's what preaches the funeral. That's what preaches the funeral. Some of the people that I talk to uh, I didn't know them personally, but I talked to their families, and and they said, "Yes, yes, he he trusted Jesus as his Savior." And I said, "Well, that's great. That'll preach the service. That'll preach the service. That gives you something you can say and something you can share with the people that maybe be lost that are there." Right. Wonderful thing uh, to be. Hey, it's a wonderful thing to be washed. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, to be washed. Uh, this washing is also called the washing of regeneration. Being born again. When He washes you, He also brings about a new birth in you. And old things pass away and all things become new. Beloved, I look for faith. I look for people to be new. Do you hear what I say? 
I've seen people cut walk else a lot now, and I'm glad that they do. I hope they trusted Jesus. But I look for people to be new. I look for people to be new. I look for people to be changed. I've seen people make professions of faith, and then they just absolutely have no change. Have the same filthy talk, same filthy actions. I wonder what's wrong with people when they do that. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a what? Be a change. Can I ask you a question tonight, church? Have you changed? Yeah. Have you changed? Does people in your family know you changed? You ever say, have you ever met somebody's uncle or something and and uh, and you talk to them and and then you said, uh, I said, well, what is he? Uh, is he a lost man? No, uh, he's been he's been in the church for years, <laughs> but he had what? Change. I think people ought to be changed when they're born again, and I think if they've been born again, they will be changed. Amen. It'll happen. It'll be a change in that person's life. So I I look for change. Whenever you're washed, there will be a what again? There'll be a change. Just turn to John 5. John, I'm going to show you just a different text. I couldn't wait to get up here. <laughs> I love you folks. Gospel of, uh, let me see here where I want to turn to. Romans chapter 5. Turn to the wrong text. It's the first mistake I've made this year. <laughs> Romans uh, chapter 5. It says in, in verse verse 1, it says, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are washed, right? We didn't talk about being washed. I hope you know you're washed. Washed clean by His blood. But you know something else we got? We're justified. I love justification. That's my favorite word to preach on. I love justification. Just as if you never sinned. Wow. Just if we were sinners. And now the miracle is forgiveness. And just as if you never sinned. That's what it is for me. Now, beloved, I didn't deserve that. If I got what I deserved, I'd slide right into hell. But I didn't get what I deserved. Right. God just, He washed me and He justified me. And now, you know what? He made a declaration on that day. The day He saved me, He made a declaration on that day. He charged His righteousness to me. And He charged my sin to Him. Now, I don't understand that. I just know He done it. And I'm forever thankful for it. That's what He did for me. That's justification. I love to preach on justification. How much righteousness does it take? Hey, how much righteousness does it take to go to heaven? It takes 100%. And that leaves every one of us out. Unless you add Jesus in. Jesus was the only person that ever walked this earth that was 100% righteous. 
Everybody else falls short of that. That's why man can't save you. And that's why you can't save yourself. That's right. Why it's true, beloved. <laughs> we got everlasting life because of Jesus, and that's the only reason. When you look at those old saints in heaven, they have on them white robes. The white robes of, of His righteousness. There you go. Isn't that <laughs> The song dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. Isn't that glorious thought? <laughs> now, so far we talked about being washed and we're talking about justification. But beloved, these things are priceless. You can't even put a price tag on them. If all he did was wash you, that's the greatest thing that could ever happen. If all he did was justify you, that's the greatest thing. I mean, these things are priceless. The rich people in this world are those who trusted in Jesus as their Savior. That's who's rich. You might not have a lot of money, or you might not have a big home, or a big car, all these kinds of things. Riches shows itself whenever someone dies. Riches shows itself whenever someone dies. When someone dies, what makes a difference on that day? Did they know Jesus? Did they have everlasting life? Did they have, have a home in the Father's house? Down home, uh, if someone needs a preacher and they don't got a preacher, funeral homes will send them to me. And the reason why I like to do that is oftentimes you're dealing with people that are lost and you can be kind to them and you can tell them about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to, to do that. Amen. They need Christ's righteousness. People don't understand Christ's righteousness. They think they're saved by their righteousness. You can't do you can't do enough righteousness to save yourself. Amen. I mean, if you could, it would be that way. The fact that Jesus had to take flesh, take flesh, be born under the law, live a perfect life, and then go to heaven, I mean, then go to the cross and die for us and then rise again the third day is evidence. Is evidence. That He's your Savior. All God's people say it. It's a wonderful thing. So we are washed. And we are justified. Which means declared, declared righteous. Turn back to Romans 4. Romans chapter 4. Again, talking about righteousness. I like to talk about imputed righteousness. I like to talk about those white robes of glory. I like it. And the reason why I like it is I know whose righteousness it is. And beloved, that's why I love Him so. you all agree? Amen. That's why I love Him so. He died in my place and He gave me His righteousness. And all those saints of God in heaven with those white robes on. The white robes of His righteousness. Amen. It's the only thing that can get you there. 
That's the only thing that can get you there. Let me read this to you in Romans 4. But to him that worketh not, you know, beloved, there's all kinds of religious people that are working. And there's nothing wrong with us working. We work, don't we? We work. We sing, you sing the song here, we'll work till Jesus comes. We believe in doing works. We just don't believe works is what saves us. We believe what Jesus did saves us. That's what saves you. If you could have been saved by your works, it would have been that way. Doesn't it make sense it would have been that way? But it couldn't be that There's only one perfect man. I've even heard sinner men say it. They'll say, Richard, there's only one perfect man, aren't there? I said, sure is. And that's Jesus. He's the only perfect one. The end that worketh not. You don't work for your salvation. You work because you are saved. Big difference there. You work because you are saved. But then it worketh not to believe on him that justifies the ungodly. His faith is imputed or counted for righteousness. Even as David, King David understood about imputed righteousness. He knew about Christ's righteousness. Listen to the text. Even as David described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness without works. I like it. I think it's the most wonderful thing in the world to have His righteousness. And that He loved me that much. And that He loved me that much to come down here and to live on this earth so He could be born under the law. So He could be born under the law so that He could grow and then do what? Live a perfect life Die on Calvary and rise again the third day. That's what He did. <laughs> That's what He did for me. That's what He did for you if you trusted Him. But if you're here tonight and you've never trusted Him, you're not washed. But you need to be. You're not justified. But you need to be. Can I ask you a question? How about tonight? How about tonight? How about tonight for you? Yeah. Number three. We are washed. We are justified. And we are sanctified. That's our third. And we'll give you five. Five every night. <laughs> we are sanctified. Sanctification is to be set apart for a holy purpose. <laughs> to be set apart for a holy purpose. You know who the Lord did that for? He did that for me. He took this old hell-bound, no-good-for-nothing sinner, and He set me apart for a holy purpose. What is that purpose? To serve the Lord. Amen. That's a holy purpose. That's a glorious thing. I'm not serving. I'm not serving him to get saved. I'm already saved. What Jesus did saved me. But I want to please him. 
Do you, want, do you have in your heart a desire to want to please the Lord? Absolutely. Uh, when you look at yourself and maybe you're doing things you shouldn't do, doesn't it bother you? It's a sign of being born again. It's a sign of being born again. Scripture says old things pass away and all things become new. Are you new? Are you new? Did it change? I said, I, I interviewed people that come in, or come in, they want to come into the church, they want to talk to me about salvation, and then we'll uh, go next door and we'll talk. And I'll talk to them about the Lord, and I'll say, Are you saved? Yeah. I go to this church over here, or, that, or whatever church they'll tell you. I said, But can I ask you a question? When you trusted Jesus as your Savior, Here's my question again. Are you new? Does people know you're different? Do people see a difference in you? I look for things like that. I think that's why the Bible says old things pass away, old things become new. People will be new and people will be different when they've been born again. But a lot of people run down to a mourner's bench and get back up and live the same old way when they walk out the back door. I can't stand that. I can't stand that at all. That don't mean nothing to nobody. I think people do that. Uh, I just call it hypocrisy. And I hate hypocrisy. And you know who hates worse than anybody? The Lord does. You know the thing about the Lord? Is He knows your heart. He knows why you do things. You know, I like to do things for the Lord, but I want to do it for the right reason. I don't want to do anything to put on a show for anybody. I, I'm not here to put on a show for anybody. But what do we want to do? What do we want to do? We want to please We want to serve Him. And we want to serve Him all our days. We are washed. How much is that worth again? It's priceless. We are washed. We are justified. We have His righteousness charged to us. Number three, we are sanctified. We've been set apart for a holy purpose. And we're serving the Lord all our days. And we seek to live sober, righteous, and godly in this present world. Amen. We seek to live that way. Because we love Turn to Turn to Revelations 22. I'm happy tonight. I love being with you. And Brother Stonker's got my back. <laughs> Revelations chapter 22. What are we going to do in heaven?
There'll be no more curse. But the throne of God and His Lamb shall be in it. What's His servants going to do? Isn't that cool? The greatest joy that I have in my life is serving my King. That's the greatest joy I have is serving Him. And when I look over here at Revelation 22, and it says, His servants shall serve me, that's just fine for me. Is that just fine for you? Ain't that going to be great to be able to serve our Savior forever? Amen. To worship Him forever? To serve Him forever? Amen. We're washed. We're justified. And we're sanctified. i got two more. We're going to give you five. Number four, we were adopted. You know, it costs to adopt. <laughs> you know, the Father paid for our adoption. The Father paid for our adoption. And you know what He paid with? He paid with the blood of His own Son. Why did He do that for? I mean, I can't even fathom that. But why did He do it for? Because He loves you. And he loved us since before the foundation of eternity passed. Yes, sir. He's loved me that long. Y'all believe? Amen. He's loved me that long. I don't know why he did. I can't explain to you why he did. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing right now. I know he did. Amen. Praise God. Yes, sir. I've been adopted. And God paid a great price to adopt me. And He paid a great price to adopt you. Let me read Ephesians 1. i got one more. Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, beloved, I love to talk about the Lord. Oh, yeah. Let me find the right text here. Don't look right. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 1. That's the first time in my life I've got that. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, that's what it says. According as He hath chosen us. We believe that, don't we? I mean, if you don't, I mean, really, uh, according as He hath chosen us. It just says what it says. He did. He chose us in Him. <laughs> in Him before the foundation of the world. That's when He determined to do it. So He's loved you all the way back. All the way back. He's loved you. He didn't start loving you the day the Lord saved you. He's loved you all the way back. Wonderful thing. As He's chosen us in Him... Uh, before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. Should God's people be holy? Without blame before Him in love, having predestinated, predetermined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His week. He adopted me. The Father chose... To adopt you. 
chosen. And that's what adoption's about, is it not? Right. Father chooses the child. Oh, God's people say it. I love it. I think it's a wonderful thing. That's what He did for me. Now, granted, we don't deserve none of it, but that's what He did. That's what He did. Let me start to close. You can squeeze out a few bit when start to close. Who we are in Christ is what we'll be looking at all week. We are washed. Are you thankful for being washed? Amen. We're justified. We've been declared righteous. Righteous, yeah. His righteousness is charged to our account. We're sanctified. He set us apart. Do you realize that He set you apart for a holy purpose? Amen. He didn't set you apart before you run loose. He sets you apart to serve Him all your days. Amen. <laughs> Number four, we are adopted. Yeah, he paid the adoption price. The most awesome price that was ever paid. The Father sent His Son to die for His people. Right, amen. Thank you, Lord. I get overwhelmed when I read that. I don't deserve that like I've always like I've told you. And then number five, we are called. We are called. Romans 1, 7. We are called. Revelation 17, 14 says we're called, chosen, and faithful. Called, chosen, and faithful. Called. Now, we know people can get called to special office. We know people get called to, to preach. But this is a call to salvation. And God deserves the glory. God deserves the glory for the call to salvation. Because it's an inward calling that opens your heart. Remember Lydia, the seller of purple? Oh, yeah. Whose heart the Lord opened. You didn't open your own heart. God opened your heart. And that's when you seen it. And that's when you understood it. And that's when you trusted Jesus. Well, beloved, that's the five that we'll be looking at tonight. We are called, we are adopted, we are sanctified, we are justified, and we are watched. And that's going to be five by the Lord willing. If they will come back, we'll do five more. If you're here tonight and you've never trusted Jesus and you've never been washed, today's the day. Amen. Brother Don, you can